Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. I find it strange that we as men are so comfortable with the fact that we have nipples. Are you in a prison rec room? That's why I call my baby Maxwell House. If you drink blood every day, can you donate more often? Live from Texas, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast. that it's brent and landon and this is the dryline farmer podcast well hello everybody we're kind of gotten on a uh, every other week schedule we're going to try to get back into the swing of things now that it's getting into the uh sadly it's not even the dog days of summer because it's the first part of june and this weekend it's gonna it's gonna be beautiful isn't it landon oh it's gonna be it's gonna be warm you gonna do any uh outdoor activities when it's a hundred and freaking six degrees? Well, we'll probably play thirty six holes of golf. Probably <laughs> it. So I th- I'm thinking uh my oldest son has got my oldest son's got a flag football game on Sunday, I think, and it's supposed to be a hundred and five, a hundred and six. And my son pretty much melts when he gets above about eighty seven. <laughs> so uh I don't know if he's gonna be too big of a fan of that. Not that he's a uh a starter or anything, but, um, it is, uh, I'm not looking for, if he just thinks he can't make it, I, I'm probably all right with it. Cause I've got to watch it. And, uh, anyway, so, but it's going to be a beautiful three day stretch of what, 103, 106, and then 104. And then back to the cool mid nineties, which we've kind of been spoiled the last few days. It's been, uh, hadn't been really cotton weather. It's been, uh, that, kind of overcast but yet it doesn't rain that's what's that's what's my favorite part we get the cool weather for the cotton but it won't even rain so that's nice so you're not getting moisture or your heat units i'm not getting either one of those but i think we're about to catch up on the heat units i'm not i'm never worried about being short on heat units yeah 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 you're gonna have some heat units in the bank (laughs) it's always it's always those moisture units i'm always short on it seems like yeah, I'm always yeah. looking for those moisture units, but um, moisture, anyway, moisture and price units. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love price units. I love the price units. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be a great weekend. So being out in the sun that lends to our topic this week. Now I don't know if a lot of you have heard, but uh, Landon is bald and he cannot go out in the sun for very long. But um, no, the big news story is there's this new cancer treatment. And it is a very small sample size, but uh, this is on the Daily Mail. And if you want more cookies and more malware and anything you can ever imagine to infect your computer, just go on to the Daily Mail website because they've got pop-ups and side ads and all kinds of stuff on their website. The only problem, uh, the only the reason I use it is because it's a legitimate news source. So, um, but it's got so much crap on it. Uh, there's no legitimate pop-ups. <laughs> this has got a, yeah, this has got a bakery of cookies on this thing. But, uh, so this new story, the headline is doctors are left stunned after cancer quote disappears for in all caps, every 
patient in drug trial, raising hopes treatment is tip of the iceberg. And can, so this has got the they've got disappears in quotes. They've got every in all caps. Then uh, they've got tip of the iceberg in quotes. Then it says and can be used to help people fighting other forms of the disease. Okay, Landon. So a new colorectal cancer drug, and I know you're big in the colorectal cancer <laughs> industry. Uh, since you're such an asshole. <laughs> but um, a new colorectal cancer drug has shocked researchers with how effective it is against the highly dangerous disease. After it virtually cured, <laughs> I almost said killed every member, cured every member of a clinical trial. Dostarlimab, a monoclonal antibody drug that is already approved to treat endometrial cancer in the UK. I ought to be doing this in an English accent since this is the Daily Mail. Smashed expectations in a trial at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York. One year after the trial ended, <laughs> each of the 18 participant cancer had gone into remission, with doctor unable to find signs of cancer in the body. Okay, so obviously this is very good, very promising news. Um... Colorectal cancel, uh, cancer is uh, obviously not a popular topic to talk about, but it does kill several people every year. Lots and lots of people. Because, Landon, why does it kill lots and lots of people? What is the process of getting your rectum checked? <laughs> rectum? <laughs> Hell, it damn near killed them. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they wreck it all right. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, because people don't want to get it checked. That's just, sure. um, yeah. So it goes on to say how they're really excited. Yeah. Great, huh? Yeah. What's the guy say on road trip? You want me to use two fingers? Two, fingers? <laughs> two better make it three. <laughs> Damn stiffler, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to my Daily Mail article here. Okay, so um, this is this is a member of the White House National Cancer Advisory Board. We are investigating if this same method may help with other cancers where the treatments are often. Life altering and can, or life altering and tumors can be MMRD'd. I guess I don't know what that is, but we are currently enrolling patients with gastric, prostate, and pancreatic cancers. Okay, so Landon, this leads to this week's topic. What would people do? How would people act if we were actually able, not we, I mean, we can't even cure a sneeze, but. If scientists and doctors can find a way to cure cancer where any cancer that is found can be like you just go to the doctor like you're going for like, um, you know, a busted knee or something. You can just show up one day and they can fix your cancer. The question is, how would people act? How would society change if we had no fear of cancer anymore? Any thoughts, Landon? Or do I need to uh, give you a example of what I'm getting at? Can I, can I have multiple choices? <laughs> no, so, be great. so I believe I would go immediately and buy stock in uh, Marlboro, Philip Morris, <laughs> Camel. <laughs> I would... Uh, put the sunscreen up. <laughs> yes, put the sunscreen. So, yeah, that's there. So, absolutely, everybody would start smoking again. The preacher in the pulpit, the cop in the car, the dad at the soccer game, the ref, the ump, uh, the teachers in the classroom, everybody would start smoking again. It would be an absolute <laughs> free-for-all. Every it would look like Mission Control during Apollo 13. That's what it would look like. Stewie, Stewie on Family Guy would be 
would be putting him away, man. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a smoking episode? No, but he wouldn't. He all the cartoons would start smoking again oh. like they did back in the oh yeah back, oh yeah yeah back yeah. in the olden days. So Kramer would be the Marlboro Man again, you know. <laughs> uh, Cam Joe Camel, there'd be. I mean, can you imagine the advertising blitz of the cigarette industry if there was no more I cancer? I mean, just the fact that they survived this far even with cancer i mean they would i mean it would be unreal so that's that yeah that's i've said this a, a time or two before but say i make it to like 70 75 and i haven't had lung cancer or anything like that i'm going to start smoking at 70 or 75 because say the cancer so cool. <laughs> yeah i could be the coolest son of a bitch at the rest home <laughs> yeah because, I mean, how long does it usually take? A, like, say you're smoking like two packs a day. I mean, that still takes a good, what, at least 15 years before the cancer starts showing up. And a lot of times that's a bad, like, most of the time people can smoke till they're freaking, you know, for 30 years or 40 years until the cancer shows up. I always wonder how the people that smoke, like, that that never get cancer and they smoke their whole lives. I, it, yeah, I know. There's, well, it's like I said before, you know... At rest homes, you'll see old smokers before you see old obese people. There are no fat people at the rest home. They have heart attacks long before the lung cancer kicks in, uh, you know, on tracheotomy lady. Yeah, she sounds like uh, <laughs> that dude on South Park. Yeah, I was about to start, man. How are you today? But uh, I, I still remember the first time I saw somebody that talked out a, of their... Had a trach, yeah. Yeah, I was... I was probably five or six and I'd passed out in the farm pickup. And so this guy came up to buy some hay or whatever. And, or maybe he, I think he worked at the fuel company and he was delivering some fuel. And I remember waking up to this weird noise and my dad was talking to this guy and I go, and I'm just, I'm just like mouth to the freaking ground. Like just <laughs> this guy. I'm sure my dad was like hitting me to like quit, but I was just, I was amazed. How much are that? $8 a bell. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I bet that was pretty trippy because you were a young kid, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, that was the first time I'd ever been around it. Yeah. Well, as soon as he left, I had a few questions for my dad. <laughs> so, yeah, I would absolutely. So, like, I would do the Marlboro Red 100s, like the stripper cigarettes. I mean, <laughs> just just get into it, man. Look, cancer? <laughs> okay, I've got a doctor's appointment next week. They're going to go, you know, give me a pill and it's going to be gone. So you think, uh, you think vaping will be cool when you're 75? Vaping won't be cool if I was 175 <laughs> because they've, they've got the Kratom shop next to the uh, Little Caesars. And I still we looked that up the last couple of weeks ago and it was uh, basically what basil or herbs. It's, it's like when Michael and Dwight try to set up Toby. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they try to plant drugs in his. <laughs> they give it smells yeah. like basil and some Italian dressing, I think. <laughs> yeah. <it's Italian. laughs> Oh God! Anyway, so yeah, absolutely, smoking would be um, would would absolutely come back into society. Okay, I'm thinking also. I'm thinking asbestos would really become popular again because isn't that like a non-flammable insulation? Isn't that the isn't yeah. that like the whole reason they used asbestos because it was non-flammable? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. Think so yeah, that, that stuff would make a huge comeback. So the foam insulation guys, they would have to sell their rigs. It would all be back to the the asbestos guys. So um, that would that would also be another thing. Lead paints, I think, would really have a big comeback because don't they don't they last a whole lot longer than uh, whatever non lead? What about leaded gasoline? 
Man, we can have leaded gasoline again. I don't know if that's a... Is that like a higher... Does he get better gas mileage on leaded gasoline, or is it like better on your engine, or what is it? Come on, Brent. We cured we cured cancer, not 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 global warming. <laughs> no, I don't think the lead deal lead it had to do with anything with the uh, that did. I think it was the cancer thing, wasn't it? Do we need to look that up? Probably. Yeah, why, you better look it up. Why do we not have leaded gas? Why do we not have leaded anymore? The U.S. began phasing out leaded gasoline in 1975, not for health reasons, but because it fouled catalytic converters, which were just then being mandated to reduce emissions. Leaded gas could be sold in the U.S. until 1996, although by that time it was extremely rare and limited to classic car and marine uses. So, they did it. They had the catalytic converters, but that was to reduce emissions. So, if they didn't, it still goes back to what you said. I guess it had no... Okay, so here's a National Geographic. They're pretty left-leaning. Let's see what it says. Finally, the end of... Huh? I wasn't prepared to talk about cancer. I thought we were going to talk about boxing mice. (laughs) (laughs) The last leaded fuel has finally disappeared. Okay, this was written last year in September. The last leaded fuel has finally disappeared from gas stations. The last country in the world to sell it, Algeria. Well, you know, they are really a progressive country with all, you know, with the whole slavery thing and everything um, that they still have going on there. But it is a big day, says Jane Akumu, the lead Africa program officer uh, for the past 19 years. Country by country efforts to eradicate leaded fuel have been carried by the, okay, I don't want to sign up. Um... Okay. Okay. Here we go. By the early seventies, researchers were certain enough of lead's health effects to take their results to newly created EPA. Japan was the first to ban leaded gas in nineteen eighty. So yeah, it's a health thing. Okay. So I think leaded gas would absolutely come back. Just we'll know because we'll. I guess we'll have electric cars by then. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know if it's irritating or not, but everybody would start probably start bathing in Roundup again. <laughs> you know, go fill up the sprayer, have absolutely no gloves, shorts, flip-flops, get that Gramoxone on you, just everything, man. There is nothing more. Oh, that Gramoxone, boy, they make it stink for a reason because they got the skull and crossbones on it, and, I mean, that stuff is some freaking hazardous shit. You do not want that on your skin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I And I think they would start putting sweet and low in everything. <laughs> because, <laughs> because isn't aspartame known to give can, uh, rats uh, cancer? Yeah, they wouldn't They wouldn't have to mention those two rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those two. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sweet and low would be in all desserts, maybe even like breakfast foods and all kinds of things. But I think aspartame would really have a really big comeback if they uh, could prove that they could cure cancer once and for all. So that's another good thing to look at. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> there, there wouldn't be a white woman left because every tanning bed, every sun deck, everything that had any kind of UV radiation, they would be under that thing at least three hours a day to have a nice summer tan, a nice hue, as George Costanza likes it. And um, there wouldn't be a white woman left standing anywhere on the planet. People... People would go to sleep in those things like Dracula does at night in a coffin. <laughs> they would <laughs> put on put on those uh, those uh, swimming goggles yeah. that are covered up, and um, of course, I mean you can't you, you may not get cancer, but you're still going to get the sunburn 
But I would think if we can cure cancer, chances are we can go ahead and take a pill to uh, why? You know what? That makes me. Why can't they give you a pill that uh, maybe they can give you a pill that uh, makes you resistant to UV radiation? I bet I that's I bet that's in the works. I don't think there's a pill that's going to cure the farmer's tan, Brent. Well, I guarantee, Landon, if we could cure all this shit, uh, there wouldn't be no farmer's tan because there would be no shirt. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a few still. Oh, yeah. God. I, I would hope to God that there would still be a few. <laughs> oh, if there's a God, there'd still be lots of shirts going around. So, yeah. yeah. No, um, yeah, there would be a pasty person left on the planet, man, because everybody would have a great tan. Even the uh, accountants up in uh, the nerds on uh, on the third floor. So yeah. And since this is uh, the the testing that they're doing is on colorectal, I, and they that would be the first cancer to uh, be cured, I would think visits to the ER for rectal injuries would probably skyrocket because people's fear of putting stuff up there would probably increase or you know would decrease quite a bit just for the simple fact they know. They put a lead number two pencil up there. I don't know why you would want to, but um, you know you'd have to go see the ass man, Doctor Ass Man. <laughs> that would be a, also be a great um, thing for society to change. That's my move. <laughs> <laughs> One in a million shot, Doc. One in a million. <laughs> I would. Th- I mean, drinking. I would think alcoholism would probably go up, wouldn't it? Because I mean, what do they say? Can't that Alcohol cause liver cancer, uh, cancer in the liver. I mean, I know it's cirrhosis, but that's basically so. basically just as bad. So, basically, every bad human habit, because what the HPV, that's what STD, and of course now we got monkeypox to dodge. Landon, have you dodged the monkeypox so far? <laughs> yeah, not, I, think I'm, I think I'm safe on that one. Have you not? Have you not been getting nice with any blue ass baboons in the last I'm couple not. months? From the from the very limited research I've done, I think I'm think I'm safe. <laughs> so I'll never forget this was um when I had my my foot worked on. God, this was probably seven six seven years ago, and I don't know what the disease was, but I showed up and they had to ask me if I, if I had been to East Africa in the last several months. I'm like, do I look like I go to East Africa very often? <laughs> of course, I know they. You have, to do, you have to answer those questions every time you get, donate blood. Oh, have you been to East Africa? Yeah, and have you made nice with... <laughs> <laughs> Blue-ass baboons. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my niece is in Spain right now. She is there for like a study abroad deal for a month. And um, so she showed up to the Amarillo Airport with her um, COVID test results. They said, oh, no. That's not the correct ty- kind of test. You have to have this other, the blood test or, yeah, I guess it was a blood test. So by some miracle, she was able to go to a urgent care center somewhere in Amarillo and get a blood test done and still and catch the next flight and not miss her connecting flight to uh, Spain in Dallas. So, wow. um, yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> you know, so you, you know, used to, after 9-11, it goes... Uh, did anybody pack your bags for you? It's like, who am I, Mister Belvedere? You know, <laughs> yeah, my butler, my butler, but uh, packed it for you. Do you have you? Has anybody else that you don't know ever uh, had in possession of your bag since you've been here? Well, I don't know. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those just goofy ass questions. So um, I always just said, I hope not. <laughs> 
Needless <laughs> to say, I didn't fly a whole lot, but um, it was, um, yeah, that, I always had a, a whole lot of fun with those questions. So, Landon, let's see, what else? What else uh, would people probably do? The other cancer-causing agents. Um, foods. You know, they say red meat can cause eating cancer. What, eating cancer? Eating red meat can cause uh, cancer if you're eating a lot of excess. I would think here in the beef capital of the world, maybe that might be our problem. Either that or all the uh, manure in the air. One of the two. Do you think airborne uh, fecal matter causes cancer? I, I think it doesn't help anything on that. <laughs> it does. It does contribute to allergies, to say the least. Very much so. Yeah. But um, let's see. You probably probably have more nuclear plants. <laughs> well, you would think so because. So I watched. Uh, you have? Did you? You probably didn't watch it, but I watched that um, Netflix uh, documentary on the Three Mile Island. That was like the most intensive, like over um, overplayed and um like dark and mysterious documentary where absolutely nobody died <laughs> they had all these it was basically a whole bunch of almosts that uh, that happened in the three mile island accident um you know what i'm talking about the nuclear reactor was that was what is that pennsylvania yeah three mile island pennsylvania back in the uh i think it was the late 70s early 80s anyway so they um Basically, what happened was is a relief. Some relief valve didn't uh, work right, and it created all this pressure inside the deal. And they were close to a meltdown, like within twenty minutes of the thing melting down. Before maybe I don't know if they released pressure or what, whatever they did. But they anyway. So they issued a you know evacuation order for the city and all this and that. But <laughs> every time they interviewed somebody, every t- they they were always saying almost this almost happened and that almost happened and i almost could have gotten sick if this would have happened (laughs) so Mm. the only nuclear disaster we ever had didn't happen so um anyway if we had like a nuclear plant like in every other county we we could have more freaking well no you gotta have it by next to a body of water because uh, they take a massive amount of water to uh cool those um uh, fuel rods down so that's why it's always anyway, yeah. It I, not only am I a nuclear engineer, I'm a brain, I'm a uh, rocket surgeon on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if we cure if we cure cancer, we probably won't have Aaron Brockovich part two. We have won't have Aaron Brockovich part two. No, or Phil. No, yeah. Philadelphia was AIDS, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. See um, what else uh, they think here. Roundup. Um, not Banville. There's other chemicals they think cause cancer, but um, I'm wondering. Do you? Th- I mean, dipping. I never could get into dipping though. We either, when, whenever when I was in college, we went to the theater. We got us a now. This is not dip, of course. This is just chew. But I'd get me a bag of Levi Garrett, and I would go into the movie, and I'd get me a chaw, and it tasted good. But then I'd walk out of the theater, and I'd have all these drool stains on my <laughs> shirt because I couldn't get all the spit to. You know how it, like when you're trying to spit, and your yeah. saliva is just like maxed out, like you can't make anymore, and it strings. <laughs> I'd always have to string it to the lip of the cup, and then pull it away. Otherwise, I'd come out looking. <laughs> <laughs> looking like Corky from Life Goes On, you know, it's just one of those terrible things. Anyway, that uh, yeah. 
I tried that once and it it f me up so bad. So, uh, so uh, my freshman year at Tech, my one of my buddies, he was trying like he went and got like six different Kansas of dip. He got Copenhagen. He got you know Skull. Then he got like a couple of flavor like Cherry Skull, Wintergreen Skull. Like uh, said the Copenhagen. I'm like, oh, I'll try that Cherry Skull. I should have gotten the Wintergreen. But I'm like, oh, let me try that Cherry Skull. You know, I might that might be all right. It's flavored and everything. I took a dip of it, dude, and I was drunk in like 15 minutes. Instantly, yeah. Like I was, I had to go. Like he was on the second floor. I had a first floor uh, a dorm, and I had to go down to my room. I didn't puke, but I was like, I had the spinning and all that. Like I just had, you know, a, you know, a 12 pack of beers over a night. And I was hammered. Like, I went to the shower, showered, tried to make myself feel better. Man, I never had it again. It's just, I couldn't yeah. stand it. Dude, it was, when, I, when I started, one of our farmers told a story about he didn't he didn't want to, like, do the whole chewing and spitting things. And yeah. somebody told him, like, just swallow well, it. just put it between your toes. It'll, it'll work. It'll work, dude. It'll work just as quick or uh-huh. whatever. So he started plowing for his dad. This is, like, way back in the, you know, 50s or 60s oh, okay. or and he said he put it in his boot and he starts plowing he said i don't even think he made it to the end of the field and he had this crooked line he goes i couldn't get my freaking boot off fast enough are you serious i guess that crap you know just absorbs through your skin yeah he said he said it f's him up so bad and so quick i would think i would think you're t- like your feet that's some pretty that's some of the toughest skin you've got down on your feet yeah, you know, yeah, I, know. I mean, and I guess opposite would be your gums are probably the most porous skin you've got. So really? yeah, other than maybe <laughs> your your booty hole, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you see guys walking around there with their armpits. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? I'm just dipping, <laughs> dude. You, you see all these guys. <laughs> you see all these college guys duck walking across campus because they're trying to hold their <laughs> We call that a tobacco mule. <laughs> Why won't you shake my hand? <laughs> yeah. Trust me, yeah. Bobby. You Henry, don't want to. Henry, raise your hand if you want to. If you want to talk in class. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Damn, that went south in a hurry. Oh yeah, so no. The first time I tried it was in high school. We were go- uh, during golf, <laughs> and somebody had a they had Copenhagen, and I took a little pinch of it and I put it in there, and I just I don't know that skull was just so much worse. Maybe I didn't get very much of that Copenhagen or what, but oh my gosh, dude! <coughs> I mean, that was you could take two or three shots of Crown and not have the effect that that dip of snuff does. Or snuff did. It was just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Landon, you were saying where you tried it at was what? I was, I was a senior and we had just got knocked out of the basketball playoffs. We were down in Austin. And so we went back to the hotel and we we're watching some movie. And one of my friends at Dip was like, You want to try one? And I'm like, Yeah, might as well. What are, it's not like they're going to make me run. If I get in trouble, I'm just going to miss baseball. So, <laughs> yeah. so I try one. And so I start spitting. And it's just clear spit. And I'm like, yeah. this, is, this can't be right. Right. I bet I didn't have that thing in for eight minutes. And I mean, <laughs> I went in the bathroom, spit it out. I didn't, I never threw up, uh-huh. but I was laying on the floor, just praying to God that I would like sober up a little bit <laughs> if 
before somebody found me. The room was spinning. It was, it was yeah. awful. Oh, it's the same thing for me, dude. Oh my gosh. I haven't tried I haven't tried it since. Yeah. No, I hadn't either. It just never turned me on. Oh. I just never liked it. Never did like it. So yeah. Anyway. Well, guys, that's been a solid thirty minutes of a pure colorectal talk and we ended up with a little spitting so i guess <laughs> talk about some old backy <laughs> Land- pass, me that, pass me that backy i'll tell you a story <laughs> so my but one of my buddies he said when his dad was in college they lived in a trailer house of course this was back in like the probably late 60s early 70s anyway they just had they just drilled uh dug a uh, cut a hole in the middle of the floor of the living room in the uh, trailer house, just spit in it. Oh, good gosh. Yeah. That's I'll, just... I'll tell you my, my, my grossest story about dipping is when I was in college, I worked at this tire warehouse where we just shipped tires out on trucks and stuff. But anyway, I was like the young guy, the new guy, so I had to like take the trash out of the warehouse uh-huh. whenever they were full. So I had this pickup full of trash cans and uh, had one more big heavy trash can, so I kind of had to like lift it, kind of like a hay bale. Uh huh. And some some dumbasses spit cup dumps right oh. in my face, right right in my face. I had, oh. I, had a, I had a white sweater on that day, and just just I mean this is like eight thirty in the morning, and I'm gonna work there till five. Oh my oh, gosh, it was horrible. Oh god, that sounds awful. I was riding around with my brother, uh. In, well, we were on, on the farm doing stuff, and he had a spit cup, and it's he hit the hit a big hole or hit the brakes hard or something, and it just spilled all over his floorboard. Mm. I'm like, well, that's what you get. <laughs> and he really doesn't need to do dip because uh, we've got freaking cancer genes all up and down our genetics. So, I mean, he really should cut that shit out. But... uh Anyway, what are you going to do? You only live once, right? And I guess if you dip, you're not going to live as long. So well, I kind of I want to live longer now because I want to see you start smoking at 75. Dude, <laughs> if it comes out that we do uh, cure cancer, I am going to start smoking like long before then. <laughs> I'm just going to just going to be a freaking one heater after another. It's going to be like John Daly on the 18th hole, dude. It's going to be great. Sitting in a restaurant with you for 75, <sighs> you're smoking and we're still quoting like Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld in the <laughs> office. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> it's going to be like, who are the Muppets Waldorf? and <laughs> freaking heck <My> mama. <laughs> yeah good stuff oh well landa where can we find you on social media and uh, no twit landon 44 that's right and you can find me at trader brent and of course we are on all over the global ag network and check out all the great podcasts on that network and we are on every type of platform that podcasts are possibly produced on released on, disseminated on, what other big word you can think of, we're there. And also be sure and check out our good buddy, uh, Casey Seymour, over at the Moving Iron Podcast. He's got a great program there, a show for all things ag equipment related and some things that aren't related, like um, unlike the people in Nebraska, they're all related. So um, check them out. It's a good time. And um, so, yeah. We're going to have a great weekend. It's going to be 115 degrees Celsius. And so um, we've got that to look forward to. And we keep missing the rain. But, hey, you know, what are you going to do? It's the weather. So until next time, guys, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay cool. And we'll ask you. 
What side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network. There's podcasts, and then there's this, the Dryline Farmer Podcast.